everyone, and welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I am your host, Will Payne Harrison. I'm so glad that you tuned in. Thank you for listening. Um, today on the podcast, as you probably already know, we have the Jensen Sisters from uh, Minnesota. They have a new record that is uh, out, and it came out on October 2nd. It's called Yellow Frames. Um, you can listen to it on all streaming platforms. You can also purchase it at their website, thejensensisters.com, as well as, I'm sure, Bandcamp, uh, among other things. Um, we have a lot of really good guests that are going to be coming on the podcast. Uh, so far, I've done an interview with Bob Hillman, so that'll be uh, the next one. Uh, we also have uh, Cody Howell from uh, NashvilleNoise.com. She's a good friend of mine. I'm excited to uh, have her on and do an off-the-rails episode. Um, she's been in the industry uh, basically her entire adult life. She has a lot of really good insight, and we'll talk to her about... Um, starting up her own website and uh, as well as is um, being in the industry for so long and all the things that she's uh, dealt with. Um, you can follow her at Cody Howell on um, Instagram and uh, Twitter if you want to do that and uh, her website uh, NashvilleNoise.com. You should definitely check that out. Uh, we also have today, uh, later today in a couple hours after I finish this uh, editing this podcast, I have Robert Henry who's going to be zooming in with me and uh, we're going to be talking about his new EP. Um, he's an incredible songwriter. I was really blown away by um, the songs that he has. Um, kind of an old style honky tonk, Waylon Jennings vibe going on. It's really good. Um, so be sure to go ahead and he has his EP's already out. So go ahead and check out what he's got going on. That's Robert Henry. He's, he's really good stuff. Um, I do want to say it is October 12th today. Um, in two more days here in Tennessee, early voting starts, um, and I want to encourage you to go out and vote. This is a very important election uh, for so many reasons, um, and regardless of your political stance, it's really important to exercise your right to vote, so please go out and vote this election. Um, take time to do that. I hope you're already registered. I want to give a shout out to a few playlists that you should check out on Spotify, uh, the Americana Highways Backroads playlist is curated by me, and uh, it will be updated this week, so make sure you go and follow that one. Um, the BGS Class of 2020 has my new single, The Good Old Days, on it, as well as Bob Hillman, a uh, single from his uh, new EP, and uh, lots of really good stuff on that one, so make sure you go follow that. And uh, B-Sides and Badlands, uh, shout out to Jason, he put... Uh, Caroline on his freshly squeezed uh, playlist as well. So go check out those uh, playlists. And uh, there's also an Americana Highways playlist on Apple Music as well, if you're an Apple Music person that is curated by my friend Rodney. So uh, if, if you're on Apple, there's also an Americana Highways uh, playlist that uh, is really good and similar to what I'm doing as well. I also want to give a shout out to my buddy, Jimmy Palacios. Uh, he was doing NOLA County Radio down in New Orleans, and uh, the show ended, sadly, and I was uh, really bummed, but I'm excited to learn that he's doing a two-hour uh, Americana radio show Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m., streaming on gimmecountry.com, and it's called Country Du Monde. So go download the app for Gimme Country and uh, make sure you tune in to Country Dumont Monday through Friday with Jimmy Palacios. I'm excited to hear it. You can reach me at 
Will P. Harrison on Twitter or at Americana Station, no A, on Twitter. Uh, and tell me if you like my podcast. Tell me who you'd like to be on the podcast. Um, tell me if you like my playlist. Uh, any suggestions that you might have to add to the playlist as well. Give me your feedback. And uh, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, whichever platform you're streaming from, and you can rate and review this podcast. Um, I think we have like 11 reviews right now, rating and reviews, and uh, we could really use some more to get a boost. Um, It takes so little time. All you got to do is hit the little five star and then say awesome podcast and hit send. I mean, it takes way less time and is way less annoying than you would even think. So if you uh, if you just pause the podcast real quick uh, and let me know that you enjoy it by going and rating and reviewing it, uh, that would be super helpful. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, without further ado, here we go. It's the Jensen Sisters. modern duo rooted in the old-school twang of country singers, outlaws, and roots rockers who came before them, the Jensen Sisters are torchbearers of a sound they proudly call New Wave Retro Country. It's a timeless sound built for honky-tonks, highways, and all places in between. It's taken the harmony singing siblings from their small hometown of Goodridge, Minnesota, population of 132, to stages across the Midwest. Armed with original songs that navigate the ins and outs of new love, old habits, and uneasy tug of war between the lure of the open road and the comforts of home, Kendra and Kansas Jensen have built their audience song by song, show by show, story by story. They begin a new chapter of that story with Yellow Frames, a debut album that arrives on the heels of the duo being crowned New Artist of the Year at the 2020 Midwest CMAs. Here's the Jensen Sisters. How's it been going? How's uh, the new record going for you guys? For you good. good. Really good. Yeah, we've been having fun with it. That's awesome. So uh, according to your uh, PR guy, he says um, that you were recording it during uh, finals for school. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I now I'm in college and Kansas is, this is her senior year of high school. Yeah. So it works out. We recorded an EP and it, same thing with the record. It turns out we recorded during finals week, which yeah, oh. maybe not that smart. Yeah, it wasn't great <laughs> planning on our part, but it worked out. Yeah. That's awesome. So did you do all the production uh, in Minnesota or? Yeah, right? everything yeah. was done in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you used just like uh, local musicians on the project or? Uh, yeah, so friends of friends. Yeah, friends of friends. We're really lucky. Our producers know a whole bunch of musicians. Yeah. There's a really tight knit community in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. a really talented community with so many musicians. So we were lucky to get to dive into yeah, that. We're getting the best of the best. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I played there once. I'm trying to remember the name of the place I played at, and there was this killer fiddle player that was in the other band, and I'm blanking on their name. 
but uh, <laughs> maybe I'll yeah, yeah. by the end of the podcast. You know, like, there are so many talented musicians down there. It's people think of country music and music in general. They think of, you know, either LA, New York, Nashville, but there's tons of music in Minneapolis. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's a lot of folk musicians in that area too, which is great. Mm-hmm. So how did you, y'all are both young. Like, how did you get into old school Waylon Jennings honky tonk type stuff in the Midwest? This seems uh, a little out of place for maybe people your age. Yeah. Um, it's mainly, you know, that's what we grew up on. That's what our parents listened to. And that's what we just stuck with. We've never really shown interest in other genres. Yeah. I mean, our parents exposed us to every type of music. Yeah. And I guess that's the one we connected the most to. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I uh, I grew up more. Um, I'm from South Louisiana, and I grew up on uh, you know uh, the Beatles, and and that was more you know the stuff, the Creedence Clearwater Revival, and the Beach yeah. Boys, and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really get into country music. I think it was too on the nose for me <laughs> back then. Right, yeah. and it's really like the definition of country music is different for everybody. And that's, what's kind of great about it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you came here, they would definitely, uh, and you said you're a country music, they would think you were something very different than what, uh, your new album. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, who's the main songwriter in the band? Well, I love that question. And we always say it's almost 50, 50. It really is. We are so lucky. We get like a built in co-writer. So yeah, Kansas will come. Yeah, Kansas will come with an idea, or I'll come up with a hook or something, and uh, we always get to mesh them together. And we're always the first person to know each other's ideas, which is really special. And I think we feed off of that. That's awesome. So you always write together. You never write separately, or you just kind of like, "Hey, here's half a song. Help me finish it." It, it, we always try to write separately, but we just like can't figure it out. And then we're like, you know what? Let's get a second opinion on this. And then we go to our sibling and they're like, hey, how about this? We're like, wow, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's usually like half and half. Yeah. Is that a weekly thing for y'all or just when the mood strikes you? How do you, do you are you like very disciplined? It's a little or? bit of both. Like the mood strikes right pretty much every other week. Right. We have like a cycle. Um, yeah. I guess. During quarantine, we've sort of have relaxed our songwriting mm-hmm. and especially with the push with the album. Right. And it just sort of allowed us to have time to just chill for a minute. And we haven't really been pushing our songwriting too much during this time. We've just kind of been spending time with our families. And yeah. so um Which is really appreciated. Yeah. And yeah. so we usually try to try to do something at least once a week, but if not, it's yeah. if it happens, it happens. <laughs> It did, I, I caught one of your live streams a couple of weeks ago. I might have uh, misinterpreted, but do y'all live out on a farm with your parents? Is that, or you were just visiting your parents out on a farm or something? Yeah. Well, during um, quarantine, we're based now completely out of Northern Minnesota. This is where we grew up and we are on our, our parents' farm right now. So this is where we are. This is where we grew up. This and where we're living. This is where we're living. Yeah. 80 <laughs> acres of this complete middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> How do y'all feel about that? Is it like, this is the best thing ever? Or do you kind of miss, you know, being around people in the city and stuff? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Like we like being isolated. We like, cause 
with well, everything like with everything and nothing being around us it's really nice and honestly i mean right now how things are it's not a lot different than how we grew up mm -hmm. and we joked that if we didn't you know leave the farm for like three months we mm -hmm. would not have known a difference because <laughs> this is just how life is here yeah, we're like holy crap we are back in 2008 like <laughs> summer yeah so do you help with like farm chores and stuff like that and go go out at four in the morning well you know, we don't have any animals. I say the farm just because yeah. that's how we grew up, but we don't have any animals now. We we joke that we used to have, like, the Jensen Zoo, but currently <laughs> no animals besides the dogs and the cats. So yeah. it's pretty peaceful. Um, we are surrounded by woodland, and so we usually go out for a walk or go on one of the trails at least, like, once or twice a day. Yeah, and you'll hear coyotes, you know. That's like farm animals must. Oh, yeah. Yeah, coyotes. <laughs> They'll get those chickens. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have you uh have y'all done any touring or did uh, were you like in plans and COVID kind of shut it down for you? Yeah, well, yeah, I it's like the situation with everybody. Yeah. This summer was probably going to be I think everybody's saying this yeah, after yeah. the fact, but this summer was going to be like, you know, a good summer it for us. We were summer. We were going to play shows that are were bigger than what we had played previously and so that didn't happen, but you know, like I said, we got a lot of time to sit with this record and stew on it and make it as good as we felt like we could make it. So yeah. the time was well spent yeah, either and if, way. And if it's either playing shows or, or having your health, I think we would definitely choose that. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. Some people, you know, have, have gone out and started playing shows, which uh, I'm not of that mindset. I, I'm just kind of pretty much done for the rest of the year. I, I did yeah. have one show, but it was like, uh, mostly streamed online and there was like 30 people in the, in a 200 seat theater, but it, it just, yeah, it's a different landscape mm -hmm. right now for sure. Yeah. Either 100% or nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, how's the streaming going for y'all then? Surprisingly we, well. Right. Yeah. We started a thing um, called the Thursday night hoot nanny. Yeah. And so we were doing that um, and that was a lot of fun and we didn't actually realize you know that there can be plus sides to streaming that aren't necessarily taking away from live concerts so mm -hmm. you know getting to to connect with people just kind of one-on-one -on -one, even if it's not in person if it's through a screen we still are so grateful that we can do that and that people want to actually know who we are <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. feels good because with that Thursday night hootenanny we've actually like grown really faithful fans to that yeah um and it's just a really awesome way for us to connect and also folks tune in they give us suggestions song suggestions and yeah, we've actually we've grown, grown our, our song list by quite a bit songs that we never would have picked for ourselves that they have and it's been really awesome what's been your favorite song that you got suggested that's now in the roster What's oh, going on? Four non-blondes. Yeah, that one's pretty great. That was like, <laughs> we were always like, let's do that song. I'm like, there is no way we can do that song. And now we do it and like, wow, I guess I'm proving myself wrong. But like the rule is, if somebody requests a song, like we have to try. We have to at least try. Yeah. So it's really forced us to kind of part ways with what we're comfortable with yeah. and come up with some new stuff. Mm -hmm. You make your own own version, your own style of it, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah, everybody always says, like, every time we do a cover, like, oh, you know, that's so original. And I don't think we try. No. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's just our voices or if it's like a duo singing a song that's not sung by a duo yeah. 
originally, but somehow I guess it always just ends up being Jensen's sisterified yeah, somehow. Somehow. It's just got the <laughs> Jensen sister stamp. <laughs> I yes. guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, with this album, uh, you have six songs. Is that correct? It's an EP. Uh, no, we released a six song EP in 2019 and this record's a full album, 10 songs. Yeah. 10 tunes. Okay. Okay. And, uh, all of the songs are original tunes or did you do any, uh, covers on the record? Yeah, they're all, um, original. One song was written, not by us. It's only, we have one song on the record that was written by another writer, uh, Zach Norton. But besides that, they're either all written by us or co-written by us. Awesome. And uh, the f- first single, okay, so I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading off of a thing and I, <laughs> I should have, <laughs> I should have like written this down beforehand. This first single no, is out we, now. We're not people who prepare. Yeah. Uh, so the first single was Beat of a Bad Habit. Is that yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And that one's out now. When does the album, the full album release? The album came out October 2nd. Yeah. So last Friday. Oh, that's when my album came out. Congratulations. That's awesome. Well, congrats to you too. A lot of people released on <laughs> I saw that. That was like the day to release music, I guess. Yeah. I mean, somebody in the industry told us like, oh yeah, like people release in October so that they can book get all the festivals. Fest- book festivals yep. in yeah. the next year. And we were like, we had no idea. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And we we're like, we like fall. So this feels like a fall record. <laughs> like colors are cute. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what's, do you, uh, each of you, I'm sure, have a different favorite song. What's what's your favorite song on the record? Or you, the one you're most proud of? Hmm. Uh, you I'd know, say, you know, the one that I'm probably the most proud of is definitely Don't Wait. Because it's it's a really personal song for us. And it's it was really beautiful making it. But I got to say my favorite, like just style-wise and how it was written and how it's produced is the Marshall County incident. Yeah, that but, one is so fun and we it, the story is really fun for us to talk about um and i mean yeah when it comes to favorites it's like any given day could be a different song oh, yeah. and i think if you don't come out with of a record loving every single song for different reasons then you know i don't know why you made it so yeah <laughs> really lucky that we like every song and that everyone is for a purpose, you know. Yeah, it's the, all different. The Marshall County incident was the one that definitely like uh, piqued my interest with the, uh, yeah. the UFO encounter. But it kind of the, yeah. the the title feels like it's an an old country song, you know, like it has that yeah. like Porter Wagner or something mm-hmm. like that kind of vibe. To yeah. the uh, so w- this is a true story about uh, a famous Minnesota UFO encounter. Is that? Yeah. yeah, like 45 minutes away from us, the town. Right, the town is 45 minutes away from us. The encounter, we say UFO, nobody knows what happened. Yeah. And you can have your own thoughts about it. You have your own opinions. In the song, we don't necessarily say what happened or what we think happened, so the listener can decide. Um, but yeah, it was a UFO encounter that happened in the 70s, and we grew up hearing about it, and at the local county fair every year, the actual cop car that yeah. was in the incident. Like the antennas are a bit like bent at like exactly 90 degrees. And that has just a whole bunch of weird stuff still happen to it yeah. that they display that every year um, in like the local museum. And so we grew up seeing it and we were just so fascinated by it. And so one night we sat down to, you know, do one of our rights. We said, we want to write like an old fashioned uh, story tune and, 
I asked Kansas if she had any ideas and we both kind of settled on that one and it felt really personal because it's something that we've grown up, you know, hearing about. Mm -hmm. And so it was pretty easy for us to write and we had no idea when we wrote it that it was actually being written around the 40 year mark of the anniversary. It was weird. And so we just threw the year 40 years in in the bridge because we thought that rhymed okay. And then it turns out that it actually was 40 years. Um, we, like, wow, that's weird. We got to perform that song at the 40-year um, memorial anniversary thing that the county put on. And so the original deputy that was on, or the dispatcher, I guess, yeah, that dispatcher. was on duty that night, he was there. We got to meet him and it was pretty cool. just hear the story from the people that experienced it. So Yeah, the, the actual deputy, you know, he just went completely off the grid after this happened. Yeah, and nobody's heard of him since. But we got to really just be in that moment and bring the song to life. So that was really cool for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm sure there's a documentary somewhere about this. Oh, there yeah. has to be. <laughs> it's been on some TV I shows. I think yeah. there's a couple, yeah. Ancient aliens or something like that. <laughs> For sure. Um, so you're you're kind of taking it easy on the writing because you're doing your uh your press stuff right now. The record just came out this past Friday, which is awesome. Congratulations on that. Um where where do you see yourself moving forward um next? Are you gonna are are you looking towards another record are you going to keep pushing this one for the next couple of years you know i think we never want to put um a time stamp Mm -hmm. on our creativity so idealistically you know it's just keep writing keep making music that's all you really can do in the long run so anything can show you what a short amount of time can do it's the year of 2020 right and so you never (laughs) know we had a bunch of things planned that just didn't work out so lord knows what's going to happen in the year 2021 for sure, yeah. Y'all, y'all have a very upbeat uh, perspective on it, though. That's good. Yeah, we try. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. It's seventeen and twenty, is what it says here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all, y'all haven't been beaten down by the music industry yet. We're That's, preparing ourselves. You yeah. know, it's twenty twenty is a trial by fire for you guys. There you go. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think. I don't want to, you know, sit here and say that somebody that's a little bit older hasn't gone through something that somebody yeah. even younger than us has experienced. And so I don't think there's a timestamp on anything. And if, um, like Kansas said, 2020 has taught us anything. It's that you never know what can happen. So. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so, okay. One of you guys, one of you ladies is Kendra launched a curated clothing line, uh, with simply boutique. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something the Johnson sisters yeah, partnered on <laughs> together. So we did that, um, and we'll have some things coming up here around the holidays with the Johnson sister collection. Yeah. So folks can keep an eye out for that. But we love fashion. That's you know, yeah, it's a great way to like interpret our styles. Yeah, and interpret kind of our music and our clothing choices all in one. Yeah, so. but is it like really a unique? Show who you are through through clothing. So getting to put those clothing pieces in you know a collection and it's kind of like an album yeah you know each piece is like a song and so getting to have it be its own thing is really cool yeah and we get to match like clothing to songs and that's one of the coolest parts Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's very cool um and it also says here that you've been able to interview diamond rio and brent cobb that's cool yeah yeah we actually we have 
well, we have a radio show mm-hmm. up oh, here in northern okay. Minnesota. And so we've, I feel like it's been one of the best things for us musically yeah. because not only are we, we're either listening to music or recording it yeah. or interviewing somebody that plays it. And it's so really, we're really surrounded by it. We are surrounded by it. And every day we're either, you know, interviewing someone on the radio or playing some new tunes. And so yeah. it's really sort of helped us find our own style and take pieces from the people that we play. And also when it comes to interviewing folks, you know, uh, we just interviewed 49 Winchester. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're awesome. And so we just did um, a show with those guys and just hearing their experiences. It's the best thing for young musicians because it's literally like looking up to the, the people that you look up to. It's taking pieces from them that you probably wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, this is, I'm really impressed that y'all have a, a clothing line and, and a radio show. And, uh, and we live in the middle of nowhere. And you live in the middle of nowhere on a farm. That's, wow. Way to really get at it. That's awesome. Yeah. I got to give credit, you know, to Kendra, because she does all of our marketing, all of our social medias, and like she gets the interviews lined up and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to let you take this one. I'll sit back again. Well, you know, when you live in the middle of nowhere, it gives you a lot of time to think and dream and figure out what you want to do. There's not a lot of distractions. And so we've been fortunate to get to do that. And with social media and the way the world is now, there's really no limit to what you can do. That's awesome. So how do you usually discover new artists that you want to interview for your uh, radio program? Yeah, I um I usually do the radio. I pick out the playlist and like what we have to talk about all that like typical radio stuff. And so <laughs> either uh it's usually through Instagram surprisingly. It's either I like one of their photos and they follow me back and I'm like, "Hey, like I love your guys' music. Do you want to do an interview?" Or I do some sort of promotion with the radio on the Jensen sisters Instagram story. And then they give us a shout out and then we do like the, Hey, you want to do it? Right. And so it's very chill. You got to play the game. Cool. (laughs) Kansas does. Yeah. She's um, the executive director for the show. It's called the gypsy outlaw radio show. And so she takes care of gypsy outlaw and, it's funny because the more the Jensen sisters grow, we've been able to kind of reel people in with that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we kind of sucker them to coming on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, you can't really say no to an interview. Right. right. Y'all didn't. Thank you. We did it. That's true. not saying no. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, Frank is, is the one that put it together. Um, and he was on the last episode. So it's, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. To- Gotta love Frank. Yeah. I listened to that episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's always cool. And and that's kind of the, the vibe of the show is to just, um, I guess it's similar to your radio show is just to, you know, bring, uh, in people that, um, might not, uh, have been heard and, uh, get them a lot more, uh, people listening and, and finding out information on them. And, and like, I would have never, uh, known all these things about you guys if, if I hadn't invited you on the show and right. Yeah. It's, and that's, yeah, it's all connected in such a I'm crazy, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I said it's just all connected through such a crazy, weird way. Like, this person knows that person. And we didn't realize that, you know, until we started kind of diving more into the business side of thing. Mm-hmm. But once you meet someone, they're probably going to know at least 15 people that you know and maybe a couple others. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So do you mostly do um, duo type stuff uh, or do you do you- tour with a band or travel with a band? 
Well, we <laughs> see before the, quarantine, right? That before quarantine, quarantine. It's let's so just assume pre- it's always before quarantine, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. Exactly, that's a good way of going about it. Yeah, pre quarantine, we literally were planning to have our first full band show like the week that the shutdown happened, and so, oh, no. um, yeah, it's so you know, again, just looking at things on the bright side. That's the whole theme of the record. That's how we try to live our lives. And so looking at it from that point of view, uh, we've got a lot of time to just sit with the band and get the guys all situated and um, really dive into rehearsals so that when next year rolls around, we can be super ready to hit the road, hopefully, and um, play some full band shows. That's great. Do you do y'all both just uh, play guitar? Or do you switch instruments? It's actually pretty simple. Kendra plays guitar and does harmony, and I do lead. Okay, cool. Yeah, she throws in the tambourine every every once in a while, (laughs) if I can get my rhythm right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was talking to the Danberries a few episodes about that, and she's like, tambourine's a lot harder than you think it is. I would understand. I've never tried it, so I don't don't know. But, yeah, it seems like it would be a difficult... Everybody's like, hey, Kansas, why don't you like play bass or something? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be like Ronnie Van Zant and I'm just going to go barefoot and just sing lead. <laughs> That's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's more of a necessity for me. You know, I got, <laughs> it's one less person to pay if I'm playing guitar, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to pay Kansas. No. So <laughs> <laughs> she plays for free. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I just stay in your house. Right. <laughs> I give her a place to live. That's great. So the hope next year is to get on some uh, festivals and so, sort of uh, keep yeah. carrying this. Uh, the record is, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'm going to get it. Yellow Frames. Yes. There we Nailed go. It. Somebody called it Yellow Shades. And I was like, close. close. <laughs> but Yellow Frames is the official right title of the record. And we are the Jensen Sisters, not the Johnson Sisters. Yes. Right. So <laughs> maybe the Johnson sisters released Yellow oh, Shades. Yellow Shades. <laughs> Another universe. Right. In a different, yeah, different timeline. But yeah, the record is called Yellow Frames and hopefully we'll be touring it. And we have some festivals that we were going to play this year lined up for next year that we're really excited about. So um I don't know a lot about Minnesota. I've only been there a couple of times. What are some like mm-hmm. uh like what is so, like, in Cincinnati, for instance, they have this weird mm-hmm. thing where, where they love putting spaghetti on their chili. Or, like, oh. you know, there's always, we like, like, some cin- weird... Yeah, we like uh, our cinnamon bread, I guess, and chili. Like, cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's... Like, okay, the Midwest, first of all, we are very proud Midwesterners. Yes, we, we will talk about this all day long. I mean, yes, we love Texas. Tell me more, love, I don't know. <laughs> we love country music. We love the South. Our grandma was from Kentucky, yeah. but... We grew up in the Midwest, and we're not going to pretend to be Southerners. We're not going to no. say, hey, y'all. It's, hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> For us, they're probably the most Midwestern accent you can think of. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, tons of Minnesota we're basically things. We're basically Canada's redneck cousin. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call Minnesota, <laughs> at least northern Minnesota. And yeah, so, we don't know about South Minnesota. Right. We don't go there that often. Right. And so, I mean, there's Terry Tot Hot Dish. Oh, yeah. That's a big Ludifix. one. Uh, Lefsa. Lefsa. I mean, that's kind of hot. It's just a whole bunch of Scandinavian things. I can't remember if it was Wisconsin or Minnesota, (laughs) but I met some guys and they were talking about like something about like getting in a tub, uh, like a trough for cows or something and like going down the river. Is that something? 
I, I am I'm not surprised by that. I could say like fill it there. up with beer or something and just like they call um, it something. Well, I think are you thinking of tubing? Yeah, I think that's what they called it, tubing. Well, okay, that's funny because we have a song yeah. on the record. It's called River Song, River song. and literally tubing was the inspiration for the whole entire song. And so, what it is is you take an inner tube or like a track, you know, a tractor, tractor tire tube, and you sit in it and you tie your cooler to it. And obviously, we're both under twenty-one, yes. but we have Pepsi. We have Pepsi instead of beer. But people that are of age will usually take <laughs> right. You know, you have their Pepsi beer. When- uh-huh. And actually, I prefer Diet Coke, but Diet whatever. Coke. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you just kind of float down the river until, until your sunburn. Yeah. And then you head home. That's Pretty much. <laughs> that's it. That's what we do for fun up here. That's so interesting. I mean, well, yeah, we, we, have- had a, we had a friend that was from, I think, like, Virginia. Virginia. And they're like, the first time they came to Minnesota, some friends asked if I wanted to go tubing in the river. And I'm like, no, it, like, isn't there like water moccasins and all that? We're like, no, there's like nothing in the river. Yeah. People from the South are scared because of the water moccasins. And we're like, we don't have, we, we have, have walleye, we have I walleye guess. Northern. <laughs> Which are fish. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. We, we go canoeing down in, south louisiana and then we have this stuff called jungle juice which i don't know if you know what that is yeah it's basically just like every clear liquor mixed with every fruit you could possibly imagine and we just put it right. in a big ice chest and drink it out of there <laughs> but we just you like, know other floats your tire whatever <laughs> floats your tire <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell me about the midwest cmas yeah so it's like well it's what it sounds like it's like a midwest country music association and so they've um started up over the past couple of years we have i think members in like the six states surrounding minnesota i guess the midwest i guess is what they call it um but yeah and so it's an organization of just country musicians and they've had some really good luck oh yeah some um you know pretty well-known folks are members. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Chris Cruzy. He was on The Voice, the Voice last year um, and just some really awesome members. And we've sort of have gained some traction and they put on an award show. And we, uh, well, I guess this year, everything feels like last year yeah. at this point. <laughs> right. um, but in February, we had the honor of receiving the Midwest CMA Award for New Artist of the Year. Yeah. And so that's been crazy for us. It's voted on by the members. And so just knowing that that award came from the folks inside the organization is crazy. And it it means a lot to us. That's awesome. Um, So so you were new artist of the year in 2020 for the Midwest CMAs. And um, is that... uh, like who who were some of the some of the competition? There had to have been competition going on with y'all. Who are some of the other people that were? Yeah, up? so there, you know, I don't put me on the spot here because yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be able to remember. It's basically, you know, if you just take take the Midwest and then all of the awesome people in the Midwest, like yeah. that's who's up for the award. And I didn't even know if we would be nominated. Yeah, and there's like tons of categories. It's just like you know the actual awards. They have all the categories. And so it's kind of fun for us to get to pretend that we're semi cool for a night yeah. and walk a red carpet. And you don't have to pretend. <laughs> you guys are you guys are at least semi cool. Oh, Elisa Michael. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to put that on our bio and get t-shirts made. There you go. <laughs> Lukewarm is just another way to say it. Right. 
Um, uh, what, what are some of your goals moving forward? I know, uh, you talked about in your bio, uh, the blue bird cafe. Um, Oh yeah. And so we, um, you know, back in 2015, we took a family trip down South. Um, it wasn't, we actually convinced our parents to take us to Dollywood. 4-H style. We, well, we are huge 4 Hers. We yeah. grew up in 4-H. I mean, we got those purple ribbons, man. We are such 4-H nerds. I'm not even kidding you. Like, if I see something, I'm like, that could be a project. Still to this day. I mean, even if we're not in it. Exactly. It's something that like sticks with us and we could talk all day about that. Like Dolly Parton was in 4-H. She was. And so we came up with like a trifold board presentation to our parents on why they should take us to Dollywood. <laughs> we, we gave them the gas mileage, like yeah. what routes to take. What the costs were going to be. Yeah. The, wow. the hotels. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, we had it planned out. And we actually presented it to the theme music of 9 to 5. Nine to five. <laughs> and we were going to Dollywood. Right. And they, they fell for it and they took us to Dollywood, which was probably like the best experience of our yeah. lives. Dolly Parton is just, I mean, she's the best. She's the best. And so we did that and then we went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was our first time there. And like only because the only reason you knew about the Bluebird is, is what. Because you watched the show Nashville. Right. And so, I, yeah, I had no idea what the Bluebird was. We weren't <laughs> even like officially doing music at this No, time. we were kind of just, you We were know. just like singing in church. Right. Yeah. And so we weren't really the Judd and Sisters yet. It was just Kendra and Kansas pretty much. And so I knew what the Bluebird Cafe was. I knew they had an open mic night. And so it was actually the day we were touring the Grand Ole Opry. And yeah, so we, just got done. we did the Grand Ole Opry tour thing. And we're just these country music nerds just walking around and, I realized that it was like the time to call for the open mic night or whatever at the Bluebird. And so, you know what? Why not? We'll just call and see. And so we're sitting outside the Grand Ole Opry (laughs) and we're all between us and our parents. There was four phones and we were all calling on different lines, trying to get them, you know, to pick up for this open mic night thing. And so eventually one of them started ringing. I think it was Cam's phone. It was my phone. phone. I was like, uh, I have ringing. And Cam's like, what? (laughs) So yeah, we got a spot at, the open mic night yeah. and like i said just these two little country music nerds just even getting to go to the bluebird and then getting to sing a song even if it was just an open mic night to 15 and 13 year old kansas it yeah. was like the biggest deal yeah and there we met some people we met a guy even from minnesota and we still are in contact with some of the people that we met there and that's right really and so hopefully one day we'll get to actually play there for like real for real and not an open mic night but uh, we are claiming that's for real that's <laughs> we are claiming that open mic night until yeah. we die. And the fact that we actually found out that we would be able to play at the Grand Ole Opry, like just all of our, you know, kid country music dreams, as small as they that's where it was ignited. Seem to us, yes. yeah, seem to us now. You know, they they're you know they were big deals. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to tell you, I have not played at the Bluebird, and I've been here for six years, so you're one up on me on that. I mean, just get four phones and yeah, just get yeah, four just, phones just, outside of the Grand Ole Opry, and you have a pretty good chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So, you is is one of your goals to meet Dolly Parton? Like, what? Where do you? Where would you like to see yourself go in your career? Yeah, next? you know, that's like a that's like a lifetime goal, not a career goal. We joke. It better be a quick. It better be a quick goal. She's getting up yeah. there. You know, Dolly is just going to live forever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's just what she I think. She found the fountain of youth. Yeah, she it's somewhere, somehow. It's, somehow. it's probably um, in her 
it's probably Dollywood. <laughs> in Dollywood. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, I think everybody wants to meet Dolly, except I am actually pretty shy as a person. Yeah. And we always joke. It's like an awful joke. And I don't even know why we keep saying it. But I always so say that I'm either going to puke or pass out or both at the same time if I meet her. So maybe I'll just not. Yeah. You know, just like admire from afar because yeah. I don't know if I would be okay if I met her. Yeah. They do say never it, meet your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Not because she's not awesome, but because I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's her fan base, though. I'm sure she'd she'd love it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for taking time out um, for being on the program, and uh, I wish you the best on your new release. Uh, y- yellow s- shades. Just kidding. Yellow frames. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice joke. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Bill. Oh, uh, that's my dad's name. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Oh, funny. Well, thanks so much for having us on. Yes. We really appreciate it. We dig the podcast. Yes, we We're do. going to definitely share it and do all that jazz once it once it's up. I appreciate that, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you in real life once everything gets back to normal. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, that's the podcast for the week. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to the Jensen Sisters. Check out their new record. Uh, Make sure you subscribe so that you get future episodes of this podcast. Rate and review. Uh, Follow the Jensen Sisters on their social media to keep updated about what's going on with them. And uh, we'll see you next time with Bob Hillman. Thanks. Thanks.